All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 50. Uh, it's pretty hard to believe we've already hit 50 uh, when we've just kind of started this thing a little over a year ago. But here we are, episode 50, uh, halfway to 100 here. We're, we're flying through these episodes. Uh, but unfortunately, we just had a little bit of a scheduling conflict this last little bit. So we're dropping on a little bit of an unusual day. We're dropping on Thursday instead of the Wednesday, but uh, uh, shouldn't change things up too much here because uh, uh, the news and everything else that's happened hasn't uh, been too drastic in that little bit. So everything should work out here, but we're dropping Thursday, June 16th for this episode number 50. Uh, today, we're going to take a little bit of a rewind uh, and we're going to find out if we're actually hot or if we're cold. You know, the segment ice, ice cold hot takes here, we're going to find out who is the coldest and who is the hottest on the uh, 2021 NFL season. So uh, before we get into a little bit of the insiders and headliners and, and our offseason segment this episode, uh, we'll say hello to the fellas there and see how everybody's doing here in this, what seems like forever since we've seen, well, I've seen Armin a little bit here, obviously with uh, football, but it's been, feel like it's been a while since I've seen Zach. So maybe we'll, we'll go to Armin first and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with the man that I haven't seen in what feels like two weeks. So uh, Armin, What's been keeping a little busy here this last little bit? Well, uh, spring football camp. Uh, we get five days during uh, the spring here to to try and sharpen our guys a little bit and try and get our hooks sunk into some boys that hopefully they uh, come back in the fall that maybe just wanted to try football. And, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun being out there and with, uh, with no games or anything uh, really like pressure. It's it's been a nice uh, light-hearted uh, spring camp, and it's been a lot of fun. Guys are getting excited. You can tell the the boys that that are fully into football are are rearing to go, and they're they're excited for the coming season this fall. And then, how about yourself, Zach? You guys started spring camp yet, or what's been keeping you busy? Yeah, we we had our fall or our spring camp rather uh, last week, so that was nice getting uh, getting to see all the coaches again. Um, yeah, unlike at St. Mary's, most of our coaches are community guys, so uh, or community people, and uh, hadn't seen some of them since November. So it was nice catching up with them again, uh, and then just you know end of the year stuff at school, uh, transitioning new students in, transitioning uh, students out. So busy time, but it's uh, it'll all be worth it in a few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a busy time of year right now. It's it would have been actually kind of nice if we would have had spring camp last week with the nice weather we had last week. And then <laughs> this week we've just been getting dumped on with rain. It's been kind of unfortunate, but today was nice. No rain today, it rained all day and then get out for practice. And she was, she was dry as a popcorn fart out there. I'll tell you, but yesterday it was just brutal. Like we had spring camp there. Sunday was our first day, but it drizzled Monday kind of off and on. But yesterday, like that was a downpour all day. And that was, Oh man, I don't know what you are. I was so soaked i had to go home i was so cold i'd have a shower after i was so cold after practice yesterday it was just brutal yeah man like i was i thought i'd have to spend the whole evening trying to warm up again luckily my raincoat kept me fairly warm but it was i was still soaked underneath my raincoat it was wild and when i uh my hood kept caught a bunch of water when i went to untie my cleats after practice i just dumped a bunch of water i was like oh my we were running those two on twos out there, two v two. Sorry, at the end of practice, and man, I felt so bad for my cues into the wind, like absolutely just soaked rubber footballs trying to get these things out. There it was just not happening. So we're trying to play a hit, a hitch fly drill, and it was just like 
the fly weren't happening because the wind was terrible and I couldn't catch the hitches because it was too wet. Oh man, it was just oh, it was like watching little kids play football. It was just hilarious. Oh man, I I was doing pitch drills, the RBs, LBs, and I looked over at you guys and I was like, oh my. <laughs> Our head coach goes, How'd that drill go over there? Ah, well, it didn't. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> but yeah, it's busy. I, I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on the pod yet, but I, I actually have a new position coming up next uh, next school year. So this year, with about a little under a week and a half of school left, it's been kind of, you know, packing up my boxes and get myself ready to go. I'm going to be a vice principal next year. So going from one new position to the next and kind of packing myself at the school, packing myself up at the office, get myself ready to go to the new school. It's just been kind of, kind of hectic. So it's actually kind of nice, you know, the football's been breaking it up a little bit, giving me something to do and look forward to outside of the work day. But Obviously, we're here and now going to talk about my favorite football, and that's fantasy football. So we'll, we'll, get the, we'll get things rolling here with a little bit of insiders and headliners. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. We're kind of in that dead zone here where, you know, mini camps are starting the big news and hopefully fingers crossed not a lot of news coming out of mini cams because most of the time it's just injury and it's things that kind of piss us off before the season even starts but uh, a couple pieces here uh, the big one is Cooper Cup uh, the triple crown winner of last season wide receiver one uh, and Super Bowl MVP uh, gets his payday uh, he still had two years remaining on his contract but he signs the three-year extension on top of that so the three-year extension ends up being 80 million 75 of that fully guaranteed but he's going to be with the Rams organization for five years and a total of 110 million. Um, It's pretty common to see, especially the MVP, but uh, Super Bowl champions and guys that had successful seasons throughout the, not only NFL season, but the postseason as well to get this payday. But it just seems like the Rams are the ones just throwing this money out to everybody. Everybody's getting a payday for the Rams. You know, Matthew Stafford got a payday, a bunch of defensive players. Now, um, now obviously Cooper cups getting this payday. Um, it seems, seems like just, you know, the, the couple comments you get from friends and talking about they're playing like franchise mode on Madden without a salary cap. They're just throwing money around like crazy, but this is somebody that well-deserved this contract, but I'm, I'm kind of want to take a little bit of time out of this one. Cause I think this is worth the conversation. We're starting to get close to draft season. We've still got the whole summer to come and, you know, people are starting to do mock drafts and Scott Fishbowl's coming up soon. Uh, people are already doing best ball drafts. Um, just real quick. Do you think, uh, Either one of you guys, do you think that uh, Cooper Cup repeats as uh, wide receiver one in uh, in fantasy football next year? Let's go Armin first. You know, uh, I was actually just talking about him with uh, one of our coworkers uh, right after school today, and he was kind of asking my opinion because he has a he's been trying to deal for him, I believe, um, in his dynasty league, and you know. What I, what I told him is like the hype is, is huge on him right now because he had such a huge season and we got to cool our jets a little bit. We can't expect him to come back next year and do the exact same thing again. Like that was a historic season that he had not only for his own career, but like in all NFL history, right? Like uh, it's one of the top, top three seasons a wide receivers ever had. Um, I could see him being a wide, the wide receiver one again, um, but it's not going to be automatic. And, and uh, I, I'm going to say, no, he's not going to repeat. 
Zach, do you think he does? I think if I had to pick one receiver that I would place uh, money to be the overall wide receiver one, it would be him. But uh, I also know that much like Armand, I would I would take the field uh, as opposed to going uh, Cooper Cup. Um, but it is interesting, though, if you look at some of those other presumptive, you know, top five, top six receivers, um, like Adams in a new, uh, new, new team. So you don't know what that's going to bring. Uh, Chase, he still has to share with Higgins, who's really becoming an ascending talent. Um, Jefferson, uh, you know, what, what does that look like in, uh, in many? So it's a uh, new offensive system too. Yeah, I would, uh, like, like I said, if there was one receiver to pick, I'd probably say a cup, but the odds are that it's not going to be him. So take the field. It's incredibly difficult to repeat as the number one wide receiver running back. I think it's a little bit easier, you know, you got to come to expect, but there's so many things that has to go right for wide receivers to do it. But, um, I say actually just looking at some of the, um, the stats, you know, and I heard this one, um, there is for 18 plus 1800 for CD lamb to lead the league in reception yards. So I was like, Oh, you know, like that's a, that's a juicy one plus 1800 to put down, you know, uh, the 20 bucks or something on that. Like some of the, yeah. well, the prop bets are starting to come out for the season long prop bets. And, you know, there's some, some pretty interesting ones in there. So that's something that was obviously a prop bet was who's going to be wide receiver one. So we getting a payday, be interesting conversation to see if, uh, if he can repeat himself. He's one, one premier wide receiver. That's, his, uh, his situation hasn't really changed. Like, like Zach had mentioned a lot, a lot of those other ones um, starting to find some new homes. So it's, uh, it's definitely something interesting to consider when we start getting to draft season. Um, one thing to remember though, too, is he is no longer a secret anymore in that offense. He's going to be getting the number one guy every week. Whereas last year, some teams might not have necessarily, especially at the beginning of the season or when OBJ entered the fold either. Yeah, it's gonna, that, that'll be an interesting one, too, is if he resigns. Obviously, Alan Robinson joined, but uh, if OBJ comes, man, that's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty hefty wide receiver room, that's for sure. Um, talking about OBJ, his previous team there, quarterback Baker Mayfield, uh, he was excused for a mandatory minicamp, which was kind of an interesting move because usually, you know, guys are trying to bail out there with contract disputes, and it's always like a negative thing. But um, the Browns said, no, don't come to mandatory minicamp. And now it sounds like things are getting a little bit spicy for the Panthers. Uh, there's the, I think the report mentioned that, you know, there was a sense of urgency because if they're going to trade for him, they want to get him with some OTAs and some mini camp. So that way they can, um, you know, start to see him in the offense and as many reps as possible, start uh, starting to solidify himself in that offense. So the Panthers have sent out their offer. Obviously that, um, that situation has not resolved itself yet. Uh, but the expectation is that maybe Baker Mayfield could become a Carolina Panther sometime this offseason. So that's something to keep some eyes on. And finally, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of the favorite quarterbacks to watch, the beard, the the off-the-field antics, uh, the press conferences, all the fun stuff we've come to love uh, from Ryan Fitzpatrick, has officially retired after 17 seasons. And um, Zach, I think who was it that uh, might have got that one right in your segment there? That uh, the new home segment. If you, do you remember that one? Uh, I remember the segment, but I don't remember who uh, who went out on the limb to to predict that he would go to Fox Sports. So yeah, it was uh, like it was like Pittsburgh, Carolina, and then NBC Sports or Fox Sports. <laughs> Fox or Sports. Yeah. 
Yeah, that might be uh, that might be a hit. Might have to go back in that one and re- reconfigure who actually got free agency, right? Because <laughs> that's uh, that was pretty good. I, I chuckled when you threw that in the group chat there. But um, <clears throat> talking about uh, you know looking good for the press conferences, all those things that you know Ryan Fitzpatrick has has done to impress us. Uh, you know, it would have taken it up another level and taken another notch was if you would have showed up to the podium in uh, 22 fresh hoodie or hat. That's that's the only way, you know, I think uh, that he could have got a little bit more impressive. You know, with that big beard and a comfy hoodie they got from 22 fresh, that's the way to do it. So uh, 22 fresh right now, if you, if you actually, if you go to their website, um, they're starting to clear a little bit of their previous stock to get ready for some of their summer and fall collection. I guess a little bit of their spring stuff has already dropped. Um, but you can get yourself uh, some 22 fresh gear and all quite a few hoodies. Um, a little, I don't know if like, the hats might have been sold out by this point, but I know they had a couple of hoodies and t-shirts that they're clearing out for, uh, for very, very cheap. Uh, I think there's some hoodies that were on sale for like 75% off. So you can get your hands on some 22 fresh gear for really cheap. Uh, or as they start obviously clearing into their, uh, their new summer, summer selections and fall selections, as we start getting to closer football season, you can use the promo code 306FFB15. That's 306FFB15 for 15% off your next uh, 22 Fresh purchase. We partnered up with 22 Fresh, and that means you guys at home have partnered up with 22 Fresh. So don't wait. Visit 22 Fresh either in their store locations or at 22fresh.com and use 306FFB15 for 15% off your next purchase. So thank you very much, 22 Fresh for being our major sponsor of this upcoming NFL season. Now, back to our segment here. It's episode 50. Um, we're hitting a big uh, a big landmark for us on the podcast, something to celebrate. So we figure what way to celebrate and maybe throw a couple bit of shade at uh, our co-hosts here and see who's hit our, uh, our ice cold hot takes, the best or the worst, I guess, depending on how we're going to go at this. So uh, we're going to start with Armin. And how we're going to go about this is we're going to, we're going to talk about our overall record. Um, so we're going to go between our hot takes, our my guys, and our ADP sleepers, guys that we were kind of betting on, and as well as our bold predictions episode as well, where we bet or we, uh, we tried to guess the winners of the divisions, uh, the Super Bowl, as well as the Super Bowl and, uh, champion, the Super Bowl MVP, as well as rookie of the year. So we've, we've kind of put our, uh, put our bets out there before the season even started. And we're going to get a chance to kind of go back and see uh, how successful we are. So first of all, we'll start off with Armin and uh, we'll see how he ended up doing throughout the 2021 NFL season. Okay. And there's a little bit of debate with my record here because uh, we were talking in the group chat before I put some ties in and, and Jordan thinks they shouldn't count as ties. So yeah, we'll see what I think about this one at home. Cause I think this one's pretty clear cut and dry. <laughs> Okay, so um, hot takes. I went six and four this season, but uh, I'm going to say two of those losses, I had the the right idea and the team that I was making the hot take about, their coaching staff just made the wrong decision because if you look at the stats, if they would have followed my my advice, they would have done better. (laughs) Armin Schellenberg, future coach of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Um, then for my guys in ADPs, I went one, one, and three. Yeah, that's three draws there. Um, I'm I'm saying it's a draw because the, the guys that I'm talking about there, um, I said they were my guys. 
and they performed at their ADP, but they didn't outperform their ADP. So that's why I put them as a draw. So like Jordan said, you, the listener at home, can can decide if that's a draw or a loss. Um, and then bold predictions, I went six and seven. Um, and then that puts my overall record at 13, 11, and four. Or if you say those draws aren't draws, <laughs> or no, that should be 13, 11, and three. Sorry because I did not have four draws there. Um, but uh, yeah, if you, if you believe that I, if those draws don't count 13 and 14. It's a big difference. So, that's either uh, two games above 500 or, uh, or one game below. So that's a, it's a drastic difference in the record Armand. Yeah. Big, big difference there. Um, what I will say is that uh you know, I, I think I threw out some of the hottest takes this, this last season though. So, yeah. Yeah. I will, I will definitely give you that to the, I looked at your overall rankings or your overall finish. I should say I was relatively impressed because you had definitely by a landslide had some of the spicier takes. And the fact that several of those very hot ones actually hit was incredibly impressive because it was like, me and Zach are both sitting there basically like have a glass of milk, your mouth's on fire here, Armin. And somehow a couple <laughs> of those hit and it's like, oh man, that's, uh, I did not expect that to happen, but that's what hot takes are all about. You know, it's, they're, uh, they're supposed to be off the beaten path and that's what makes them spicy. And Armin Schellenberg coming in hot this, uh, this past season with 13, 11 and three or 13 to 14, depending on how you uh, fans at home think about uh, Armin's performance. But now going into Zach, let's hear how Zach did in the 2021 season. Uh, there will be a little less controversy here. Um, <laughs> no, no discrepancies here on on pushes and ties. Um, my hot takes are pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, three and three, um, three wins, three L's. Uh, the my guys and ADP sleepers think I did okay here. I was three and two, and then my bold predictions. Um, Six and seven, just like Armand. Uh, my faith in the Buffalo Bills uh, let me down, which goes to show that you should never cheer for a, a trash city. So, <laughs> Bills let me down in a big way. Spoken like a true, like a true name there. There, friend. <laughs> Can we just say the same thing, Jordan? Yeah, that's yeah, you guys were there, word for there. word there. So, <laughs> I finished uh, overall 12 and 12. So, Right there at 500, just like uh, Brian Fantana from uh, Anchorman, 50% of the time it works every time. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, and you, uh, you had a couple of good takes there too, Zach. I was kind of going back through in the prep for some of these. And, you know, you're, Scott, you're going through some of the segments and some of our prep stuff. And there's a couple of good ones. Like, I know you hit, like, a, there's a few of them. I know we'll get to that in a bit that you hit, like, right on the nose. Like, it was just, it was sitting there. You spoke into existence and like some of them hit like week one, just about, you know, it was, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> so we'll a couple of those. Yeah. That's the one that yeah. as a first one popped my head. It was don't, don't let them go through free agency, take them. And yeah, you hit in a big way. And then uh, what seemed like a messy uh, wide receiver room, but we'll, we'll get to some of those hits here in a little bit. I'm looking um, at one of your cold takes, Zach's and it definitely affected one of my bold predictions. So when you ta- <laughs> say that cold take, then I'll say how it affected me. <laughs> I listened to you. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? Also putting this consideration, Zach also did pretty good. I think it was, were you, were you 500 or one above 500 in your uh, in your upsets of the week too? So 
putting those to consideration and those ones where I think were a lot more impressive than even these hot takes because you're making those like well early into the week to try. Oh, yeah, those were Monday at my noon hour, just pulling out of the back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Firing from the hip and somehow he was uh, he was a pretty straight shooter on those. So. Absolutely. Um, for myself, I ended up um, doing actually more more surprising than I thought like I thought I did actually pretty poorly but I started counting them out and you know there's a couple that uh that I surprised myself on so on hot takes I ended up going uh eight eight correct five incorrect uh, a couple really wrong and a couple really right that it just seemed like there was nothing right up the middle on those uh my guys in ADP ended up going three for two um the ADP ones I hit more on the my guys but uh I'll get to a couple of my guys here on my big L's. I'll talk about those in a sec. Uh, bold predictions. I did really well. Actually, I ended up going eight correct and five incorrect. Uh, my Super Bowl, Super Bowl picks helped me in a big way on those ones. Um, so I ended yeah, up that was huge for five. You. And uh, for a grand total of nineteen correct, twelve incorrect for uh, for a sixty-one percent hit rate. So I was actually pleasantly surprised with how I did. Um, so you know, I was one Super Bowl pick away from getting closer to that 50% range, I think, but uh, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, you think about going back to, and I'll, I'll share some of my, my cold takes here in a second. It's just like, Oh man, like I was out to lunch, but then you, you kind of go through them and you know, it was uh, not, not as bad as I thought. So speaking of the cold, well, we're going to share one, maybe two of some of our worst takes we had throughout the season. And then we're going to go and we're going to finish with the success story. Some of the ones, you know, that we, spoke into existence and, and hit in a big way. So we'll, we'll start with Armin on this one. Um, Armin, you got, you got two here. You might as, might as well share both. Maybe go, which one you think was the least coldest and then finish with like, what was the absolute worst? <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, my, my two coldest were also what I thought were mo my most vanilla hot takes of the season. I thought these were slam dunks, put them in the bank. I was like so confident on these ones. Um, in episode two, I talked about Janu Smith and Hunter Henry both going to New England. And I was saying they're go both going to finish top eight tight ends. I was looking at tight ends on, on the seat from last season and all over. And I was like, you know what? It, it could happen. Um, pretty cut and dry though. Um, Henry, Hunter Henry finished tight end nine on the season. So he almost didn't let me down, but then Janu Smith just tight end 34. Whew, not even close on that one. Um, and then the one that's probably the coldest of them all, although he did give uh, in Superflex a few good starts. Um, in episode nine, I said that Cam Newton would be worth taking in one QB leagues, not even Superflex, one QB leagues. And he ended up getting cut by New England before the season even started. <laughs> and his Carolina stint was just not a good situation. Even if he would have been playing really well, um, Carolina wasn't in a good position last year and then trying to learn a new playbook and stuff. Yeah. Not That's, a good pick. Oh, man. Hold on. <laughs> i just love that you're like and he got cut before the season even started just buries himself right off the hop but yeah you know what armin that's one especially the second one i was with you on that one no maybe not so much a single cue but i was seeing the upside because cam newton with his legs it's just 
like it's fantasy gold, but mm-hmm. he didn't move as much as he has in the past. And he, he just, his arm is just gone. It's gone. So it's, yeah, it makes it hot. You know, you're not gonna hit him all obviously all the time, but uh, <laughs> that was one I thought, you know, I was pretty confident with you that, you know, he's going to have some upside, but there wasn't, there wasn't much. <laughs> there was not much no. there. Oh, that's good stuff. And I think Zach, you even talked about the, uh, the QB situation there. I think even before, Cam Newton got cut that there is a little bit of a rocking of the boat, but I think even, even you thought that was earlier than anticipated. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I obviously keep up to date on the Pats and uh, all the beat writers, all the podcast guys where we're singing max praises from about July onward. So I didn't think Cam stood a chance for uh, to last the season, but I was, pleasantly surprised where they when they cut bait in uh late august so sorry armando but uh, <laughs> i'm very happy that you got that one wrong yeah hey but you know what then we got to pull those cards in the packs there and we got to pull the mac jones if he uh if cam newton lost the whole season those mac pulls would have meant nothing hey armand yeah you know like yeah those mac pulls are huge i got a few good uh mac cards so all the better for me anyways in the end glass half full kind of guy you know yeah <laughs> uh zach let's hear uh let's hear a couple of your uh your cold ones so this was in episode 11 and i just double checked when episode 11 happened it was july 12th so there's a very good chance that i was day drinking when i said this <laughs> um <laughs> In or rather on July 12th, I said that Amari Rogers, rookie receiver for the Green Bay Packers, would finish as a wide receiver three. So that is in the top 30 to 36 range in either 10 or 12 team leagues. And Rogers finished as the wide receiver 81, uh, below the likes of CJ Board, Jamarcus Bradley, and Dax Milne, some real live uh, NFL players. <laughs> um, Rogers oh, had 7.6 half point PPR points on the season, <laughs> which There's was no way he finishes a, 81. Is it 181? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 181. Oh, okay, Did I say 81? 81's not terrible, but you know, 7.6. <laughs> yeah, 181, <laughs> pardon me. Um, and so with his 7.6 points overall, he was 134 points behind wide receiver 36. <laughs> Just a couple games. <laughs> yeah. So the mojitos, the mojitos must have been flowing that day. I'll tell you that much. I was just a, after a good day at Prairie Sun there for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. Oh. Man, I um, thought my uh, Newton and uh, tight ends in New England was cold, but holy, that is just that must have that must have been what was keeping your drink nice and cold that day. <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was doing the research for this episode, I. Uh, I'd go through the episodes and I'd write down my take and uh, then I would go back, do the research, and then I'd put an X or a check. Um, as soon as I saw this, when I wrote it down, I just big X <laughs> onto the next. Don't even have to do research. Yeah. Yeah. Can confirm. <laughs> knew right away. That was a knew right away. That was a lost cause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had, I had one other one that kind of didn't play out the way I thought it would uh, on episode five which was one of my first episodes. This one actually might've been the 
the either the draft uh, episode or the rookie draft episode. Yeah, it was I guess it would have been one. the draft episode. Yeah, it was preview. The one that was split into two episode four and episode five in the first half. We didn't know where the QBs were going to go at that time. Uh, I said, whatever QB goes to San Fran will have the best rookie season among the QBs in 2021. And now, of course, we all know that was Trey Lance. And uh, Lance appeared in six games on the season, starting two of them. And he finished as QB 40 on the year. And he was the sixth rookie quarterback (laughs) on the season. So I was very surprised. Well, actually, I wasn't surprised um, to, you know, earlier this week when I did the research uh, that it turned out that way. But at the time, I really thought, you know, they sold the farm whoever they were going up there to get, they had all the faith in the world and uh, they would have started them more than, more than twice, but uh, stupid me. What the heck do I know? You were, this is the one. Sorry, go ahead, Armin. Oh, this is the one where I was drinking the Kool-Aid and, and during my, uh, my bold predictions, I put Trey Lance as my, uh, my uh, uh, rookie of the year candidate. So, you know, we, we both were pretty cold with that, I guess. Yeah, you were you were definitely not the only person in this boat, Zach. If you listen to any other fantasy football podcasts or analysts or articles, it was like rookie 101, Trevor Lawrence. But if you take Trey Lance, you're not out to lunch. You know, like he was like people were drinking the Kool-Aid, as Harmon said. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are sitting there, Trey Lance stock, and even they're still a little bit nervous at this point. You know, I think couple of rumors at a camp that he was struggling a little bit off the hop. Obviously, I haven't traded Garoppolo yet, what to expect. Uh, I'm sure if you went and traded for Trey Lance right now in a dynasty league, I'm sure that's still a smart play at this point. He's a young young quarterback that can move, but um, yeah, that uh, did not play out. If you would have said he would have been outside the top five, I'd have said you're smoking something crazy because <laughs> like for for Davis Mills to, to sneak in there. And actually, you know what? I'm, I think Davis Mills ended up being like the fourth or something, wasn't he? He probably was, he's probably better than Wilson in New York, and he might have been better yeah, than better Fields. Fields in Chicago. So he might have been, been three. top three. Yeah, yeah, because Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence was so-so. And you know what Mills actually had, I, I would say, a, a pretty successful rookie campaign, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, okay, so I put one really stinky one in here, and then the other one, it's kind of a two-parter because I took him as a my guy, and I also did a hot take about him. Uh, so I'll do the <laughs> consolation one first because it's not as bad. But uh, if you listen to this podcast from early on, you know how high I was on Clyde Edwards-Alaire going into this upcoming season. Just It just seemed too good to be true. He had uh, one of the lowest touchdown per attempts in the red zone uh, coming into this upcoming season. Um, he ended up losing one of his uh, running backs that he was sharing targets with. Uh, so it just all seemed, you know, just to be good for him. And somehow he was just sitting right in that, uh, you know, that second, third round and his ADP uh, of RB18 was just like, oh man, like it's, that's a smash. Like, how can he, how can he do worse? Uh, so I was all on CEH. I said, smashing his ADP for RB18. Uh, he finished as RB41. Uh, so I was definitely wide of the mark. I missed time due to injury, and even when he was on the field, he uh, he struggled. So I had the hot take, and then as a my guy, so that's a double L right there on that one. So, so that one that one hurt, but uh, this one this one's bad. I, I will admit. I remember I remember reading this one, and it, it was when I was recording in the garage. So I still remember this just vividly. 
uh, I was sitting there and saying, I'm going to get some flack for this one. Cause I think people listening are going to, are going to ch- chirp me for this one, but I was rather confident on this one. And it was that uh, Justin Jefferson was not going to be the highest scoring sophomore wide receiver in 2021. Uh, at the time there was obviously, um, <laughs> I was looking at the list is like Michael Pittman, CD lamb, uh, Jerry Judy, um, I even had like Henry Ruggs written down. We obviously know that uh, that didn't pan out, but uh, I was thinking there's a lot of sophomore wide receivers that could take the next big jump. And I kind of thought that the Justin Jefferson what was a little bit of uh, a slump or, or not, not a slump, a blimp. And I thought, you know, that, uh, that uh, Kirk Cousins would go back to kind of typical old Kirk Cousins. And I was wrong in a big way because not only was Justin Jefferson by far the, the number one sophomore, he was uh, finished as wide receiver number four on the season and was awfully close to that. I mean, he wasn't going to catch Cooper Cup, but he was uh, awfully high there in that to be the top three wide receiver on the season. Uh, so obviously finishing wide receiver four on the year was the number one sophomore. And then the next up was Michael Pittman at wide receiver 15 and then CD Lamb at wide receiver 18. So a uh, pretty, six, pretty substantial gap between him and any other wide receivers. And, um, you know, I just, I had it in my gut that I thought he was going to kind of slow down and it was just kind of a, a blip, but uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson is a premier elite wide receiver and should not be doubting his abilities. I you need to I'll... insert your little uh, noise there now. Yeah. Which one here? You want my crickets or do you want, uh, which one do you want? Here, I'll go crickets. You should have told me better, Army. You're the you're the Vikings guy. You should have told me, but I think I was just maybe confident with my line stopping him twice twice in a season, which didn't really happen either. You know, I I vaguely remember this take because I was a little like, come on, man, like not my Viking. And I don't remember if I did actually try and uh be contrarian to you or not. I feel like I would have, but uh, you know, like you're your reasoning is hard to argue with on that one though with lamb and Pittman, Judy rugs. Like it was such a talented wide receiver draft anyways, that it's not like, um, it's like betting with the field for, for Cooper cup. Like we just did now earlier this draft. So, you know what, it might've been the same day you did your penny take. So maybe that's why (laughs) I got a little bit off topic there pretty quick. That could be the reason, but. You're I'd mad to, I was uh, throwing shade at Carson. I'd have to go back and vet it, but there's a good chance that that was what it was. But yeah, that was not my fondness. And I remember going, same as Zach, you're going through doing your research. And then it was just like, which am I going to plug in? It was like, I don't even have to look at the rest of my takes because I know this is by far my worst one. This is so bad. So just plug it right into the coldest take. Um, but now, you know, like obviously some of them were bad, but some of them were actually pretty good. It's nice to see in the docket that, we got a few extra ones we want to talk about in the hit column compared to our uh, our bad ones. So uh, we'll let Armin uh, start this one out, and he's got a couple that he wants to, you know, take a victory lap on. <laughs> All right. So uh, episode one, I started real hot here. Um, I, I'm putting this one in here, but I, I have a few more after it because um, it was a win, but it was almost an empty win because this happened – it was about uh, Deshaun Watson, but before all the legal stuff came, and I said he is not going to be moved before the season, and he's not even going to play a single down for the Texans again. Um, that obviously came to happen, but uh, not for him holding out, but because of, of legal stuff. So um, 
small victory lab there, but uh, uh, my reasoning wasn't 100% accurate. Um, episode three, though, my hot take for that one was my most accurate hot take that I've had that I had. Um, I said that Sam Darnold will do no better statistically than Teddy Bridgewater did for the Carolina Panthers the year before. And boy, oh boy, did I actually hit in that one. Every single statistical category, Teddy Bridgewater outperformed Darn Sam Darnold. Um, he was even um, a better asset than Darnold this past year in 2022. Um, so I, I feel like I hit really hard on that considering especially that it was every single statistical category every single measurable Teddy did better than Sam Darnold did um and then my my hottest take of them all the one that I've taken a few victory laps already on was <laughs> Penny Rashad Penny being fantasy relevant in 2021 um I got a little lucky with injuries um, but you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. So um, I, I'm very happy that that one hit and uh, we'll see if he can continue. Although I really like Kenneth Walker. So I am battling internally there on whether or not I want Penny or Walker to be the guy in Seattle. Speaking of Walker, did you see that he actually prefers to go by Ken? After calling him Kenneth for so long, it seems so weird, like Ken Walker. That just, seems, that just seems real odd, but yeah, especially when you're calling him Kenneth the Walker, Kenneth Walker the third, like it was like yeah. so formal. And I was like, Ken, yeah, <laughs> unreal. But yeah, that was a big hit. That was one that I could have wrote off into the sunset saying, I'll bet the house that there's no way this is correct. And yeah, there, there it is. There, I think the other one was like the crazy one too. You said was that uh, CMC was going to get outtouched or outperformed by, uh, um, chuba and i was like no that one's on app and then then he goes down to injury and here it is it's like holy man Talk you know to what things. i put that one as a loss though for myself because he seems um, he still outproduced him didn't he well per game he did and my my take was that it was going to be an rbbc and it was going to be a successful rbbc oh yeah but when cmc was in he was the clear-cut bell cow yeah it was close close yeah but hey, there's no such thing as close, only in horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, Zach, uh, let's hear a couple of your hits. So my my favorite one was my Jacoby Myers take, um, where in episode nine, I predicted he would far outperform his ADP of wide receiver 77 at the time and finish as a wide receiver two, which is top 20 or top 24. Um, unfortunately he didn't quite get to that wide receiver 24 threshold, uh, but he did finish as wide receiver 29. And by doing so, he way, way outperformed his ADP, um, of where he was likely going undrafted in some leagues. And, uh, while like I predicted, he wouldn't be a league winner. He was likely a valuable piece of your, of any fantasy lineup. Yeah, that uh, you you were talking with Jacoby Myers well before we even got into some of the hot takes on how much you you liked him and and obviously as a Pats guy you watch you know he gets his first touchdown the team the team likes him so it's I'm sure it's easy as a Pats fan to like him and as a fantasy owner to to be able to believe in somebody like that. 
Yeah, and like Booby Miles, he can throw too. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was, an, there was another one that. Ones? Yeah, there's one more that uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go too far into detail on. I think it might have been my very first hot take uh, ever with with the pod, and I predicted that none of the rookie running backs from this past season would surpass 63 rushing yards a game um and there is only two of them that did uh Najee Harris and Elijah Mitchell and Harris if you take out the last game of this season where he had like 188 yards his average was like 64.8 so he just hovered above that 63 yard threshold and Mitchell I don't know what the heck happened there but he did it yeah, uh, he kind of came on, kind of came on in the after the first month, and on a per game basis, he averaged like 88 yards. So good for him. Uh, My dark horse, baby. Yeah, thank you, Armin, for that one. I I made sure I got him, and <laughs> a few weeks ago I flipped him for uh, Chris Olave. So let go and let God off into the sunset, uh, Elijah Mitchell. That one you could put into the hits, even though we were just talking about draft prospects. But that was a, that was another hit. Ar- Armin just has a way of finding these dark horse running backs. So that's why listening to the, you know our rookie prospects episode is like, what are what are we that Armin talk about that I may <laughs> want to try and pick up my dynasty leagues in my fourth round? And there's a couple that you know that was very interesting. So I can't wait for the season to start to see how many of those he hit on too. But um, when I was going through these, we talk, originally talked, you know, we're going to talk about one and that's what we're going to talk about. But then as we kind of started adding to our docket here, it was just like, there were so many things we all wanted to talk about. And, uh, I got a couple hits that I'm, I'm quite proud of. Some of them maybe were low hanging fruit. Uh, but there's a couple of them that were, was like, holy man, like that took a little bit of gusto maybe to go into, um, some of these, some of these takes. So I think one, um, that's maybe was easier to predict, um, especially with some of the the evidence or some of the analytical stuff I proposed was about Kyle Pitts and then busting on his ADP. Just historically, the rookie rookie tight ends, just it's hard for them to produce. And thank God he didn't get all those touchdowns. <laughs> he only got one touchdown in the season because he would have got a ton of those touchdowns. Uh, he actually could have maybe uh, hit his ADP, but it was just talking about Kyle Pitts as a bust at ADP. He was getting drafted as the tight end four, five, six in that floating range in most drafts. And uh, he did not even come close to that so uh that one was a hit um it was kind of a little more predictable but um uh, a hit nonetheless uh this one i actually found pretty interesting was in the very first episode actually was uh when we, me and armin were doing we we're just still just the two of us on the very first episode and nervous and shaking trying to figure out how we're going to do this uh, podcast thing i talked about the three big names of free agency alan robinson kenny g and uh chris godwin and how their situations were going to get worse if not stay the same uh, going into the upcoming season. And obviously we saw what happened. Alan Robinson dropped off a cliff. Kenny Galladay was absolutely brutal. And Chris Godwin was about status quo slightly less uh, than his performance before. Obviously losing Antonio Brown is going to help him moving forward in this upcoming season. Uh, but that was a hit on episode one that I kind of forgot about. So it was kind of neat to go back in time to see. Um, I'm going to save my, my big one for last because that one was kind of a throw out there. But I think also picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl uh, was a pretty big hit in the uh, bold predictions. It's, uh, it's difficult to do, especially when you're picking a team that was outside the top five of favorites to uh, win the Super Bowl at the time. Uh, I just believed in Matthew Stafford and 
and uh, obviously wanted to see him chase a ring. And just with that defense, I thought it was plausible. And uh, obviously that came to fruition. So that was, that was a significant hit and got me two points in the uh, bowl predictions takes. But my biggest one in the season was the Debo Samuel from episode 13 when Armin was absolutely ripping me shade from our Scott Fish <laughs> draft. And he was just saying that was the worst pick I made in my entire draft. I think I got him in like the ninth round or the eighth round. And Armin was like, that's the worst pick you could possibly make because he was incredibly high on um, uh, Names Escape Me, sophomore wide receiver. Ayuk. Ayuk, thank you. Uh, he was ripping me on that one. And I just came out and said, you know what? He is a he. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a high-end wide receiver too, uh, maybe even a wide receiver one, but he's got to stay healthy. And I can't take full credit because like, I did not see what he did coming wide receiver two and carrying the ball. It was like 86 carries. Like I did not see that coming, not even close, uh, but he did finish his wide receiver two. Um, and cause I talked, talked about like the steal of ADP and, you know, the upside of him if he stays healthy and he hadn't even had a healthy season yet. So there was a lot of moving parts of this one, you know, staying healthy, producing and, and becoming this high end wide receiver two. And, and that one hit and it hit in a big way. So, um, I was always a fan of him. I drafted him. I think it was pick 202 in my rookie draft uh, the year he came in. So I was a big fan of him. Unfortunately, I traded him before the season. So I didn't get to experience the full the full satisfaction other than Scott Fishbowl of having uh, Debo Samuel. But that was my biggest hit. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to expect those to, to come around too often because that was uh, that was a, that was a big one. And I just like digging at Armand a little bit every time because uh, he was uh he was he was throwing the shade at me so it's my turn to throw it right back oh man I was I was so nervous about Debo last year and I thought Ayuk looked so great and he was one of my losses in in the my guys because he he was like being drafted I have it here give me a second round five I think was wasn't it fifth round ADP he had an ADP of 62 um and he finished as wide receiver 36 um yeah and that that's on the piggyback of a pretty good second half of the season like his first half of the season stunk like he was was almost benched yeah like you like lots of people are dropping him in for free agency but then that second half of the season he was kind of back to what you could expect like he was having some pretty big games but then that's Debo under center so somebody's got to be wide receiver one you know so yeah. it's, it's, he's a name that's interesting to follow this upcoming year. I've been reading a few articles about him and can you expect from more of the early or more of the lakes, you know, he was in the dog house a bit too, you know, they said there was dog in it during camp. And so he was kind of up battling uphill a little bit from, from the get go, but he, he did finish pretty strong. Yeah. The one that I, I was going to pick a bone with you there is the pits one, but I forgot how high he was getting drafted. Cause I looked at him and I was like, he finished tight end seven. Like, Looking at the guys last year, like there's no way there was six guys ever that weren't getting drafted ahead of him at the tight end position. And I like a few names. I was like Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle definitely going before him. I thought Godert and Jacecki and Fant might be going before him. But I, yeah, I guess after those top four guys that you he was he was tight end number hits. three in our charity league. Yeah, like that's that's wild. I forgot how high it was going, and it just um, kept going. It just kept going. Yeah. Like it's, I, I was comfortable at like seven, eight. Like that was yeah. like okay, you know, it's worth a shot. But then it just it just kept going. No, it was uh, no dice. 
But uh, speaking of, you know, we went through our hits, we went through uh, the the not so hits, but uh, we're in a new season of, of ice cold hot takes here. We've obviously all kind of shared. I think this is uh, Zach's had two Armand as this is a second and then I'll have my second one coming up here. So uh, it's Armand's turn for ice cold hot takes. We'll hit the drop and we'll see what you got to uh, got to share for us this time. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. I'm on fire! All right. I have three that I've been bouncing around in my brain today. Um, they all have to do with running backs. So it's going to be a bit of a choose your own adventure, boys. Do you guys want like ghost pepper hot? Do you want uh, jalapeno pepper hot? Or do you want banana pepper hot? Zach, are you a spicy guy? Do you like spicy food? I would probably be that uh, the the second one the uh, the jalapeno, ghost pepper, not for me. Yeah, I like spicy. Like I put banana peppers on sandwiches, so that's no problem. Jalapenos, yeah, I I like jalapenos. Ghost peppers, it's like once in a blue moon. I gotta be in the mood, so I I think my goal is Zach. Let's go down the middle on this one, and maybe on one of those uh, those Sunday those or what do you what do you call them, Zach? The July twelve days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of those ghost pepper ones yeah some mojitos on the deck uh <laughs> ghost ghost peppers. <laughs> all right uh so my jalapeno hot take is i've been hearing a lot of negative talk about derrick henry um he's still sitting pretty high in uh fantasy pros for his adp in dynasty he's still sitting at uh um, in tier one um, and uh, of the overall rankings as the fourth best op, um, dynasty asset. But uh, there's been a lot of shade thrown at him this last year. People are wondering if he's still got it, if he's, he's still going to be the beast that he, he once was. So I decided to do, do a little digging here. Um, so the first thing... Um, I was looking at is how has he been um, this offseason and like this is always I'm saying this one first because it's not always easy to trust this stuff but you look at his workouts he's he's looking like a beast some people are saying he's in the best shape of his life but you hear for a lot of guys right Um, but you know that at least means that he's not in less shape than he was before right um and then looking at the injury um it was a broken foot um broken bone in his foot and it's very important for planting and everything but um that's that's something that that can heal and and even if it's not fully healed um you don't lose a whole lot um if it's still a little stiff um in in your foot um you it's not like your knee or your shoulder or something um a foot is is a little bit a little bit easier to to deal with that that stiffness that might come with an old injury right and then um i was looking at their strength of schedule the tennessee's titans strength of schedule versus rbs this year on um, fantasy pros is listed as the 11th easiest schedule um, so for a guy like Derrick Henry, 
who's a premier running back in this league to have a juicy schedule like that, um, almost top 10 easiest is, is pretty, pretty good. Um, so my hot take is that Derrick Henry is going to be the rushing leader this year. And in standard leagues, because I know in half PPR and full PPR, um, he's not as quite as valuable. So in standard leagues, he's going to be RB1 um, and has a good shot of being RB1 in um, PPR leagues. There's, a, there's definitely a path to that happening. It's just a matter of, does he, if you believe, does he still have it or does he not have it? Because, you know, you're battling with guys like Christian McCaffrey, who, like you already mentioned, in, in full point, half point PPR is obviously superior. But you're going down into that standard leagues where those catches don't mean as much. You still get the yards, but to the, you don't get those half points, full points for the receptions. Uh, guys like Eckler outside looking in, CMC, you could argue, could still maybe hit that ceiling. Uh, Jonathan Taylor kind of fits that mold a little bit. Uh, but then you're looking at guys like James Conner that's going to have to kind of surpass him. You know, like there's there's kind of that tear break. So there's definitely a, a path a pathway for the for that take to be successful. Yeah, that's why it's not the the ghost pepper. But I figured to make it jalapeno hot, had to go with it has to be RB1. RB1 or bust. Give us a teaser. Who was the ghost pepper about? Just give us that. Packers backfield. Oh, well, predictable. Yeah. We all know where that's going. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get the writings on the wall on that one. Yeah. But that's against all consensus. Every consensus is, is going the opposite way of what, what I was going to say. So yeah. you might, you might be able to just slap that one in there as a double down. Just <laughs> one yeah, guy's going to absolutely going to crush it. It's because the, the take wasn't about AJ Dillon. It was about uh, Kylan Hill. I bet. <laughs> That's why it's against all consensus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, he hits on those uh, random RBs, so go pick him up in Dynasty these guys. <laughs> RB1 season. <laughs> the three-headed monster of that backfield, I'll tell yeah, you. Patrick- don't sleep on Patrick Taylor. That's RB4 in that backfield. I'm pretty sure he did my taxes. <laughs> Patrick Taylor. That guy's not a running back. There's no way. That is a create your own player in Madden. Just two super generic names slapped together. Five foot one and 390 pounds. I was going to say it's like uh, in hockey sometimes. They just call in the random guy from a senior league to come play when they're down. That's the, uh, what's it called? Zamboni uh, driver. Emergency backup goalie. (laughs) That's what's going to happen when... Armin's hot take gets going there. <laughs> They're going to have an emergency running back. <laughs> really get things going. Uh, anything to add to your fellas before we wrap this one up? Uh, not, not really. It's been a, it's been a good time. 50 episodes. Uh, I haven't been along for the whole ride, but it's been a really good time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to look back at these things and I hope you all enjoyed uh, hearing about our, old takes and how we we felt about them and everything um i i stand by what i said (laughs) it's uh you know it's yeah like zach said 50 50 episodes but uh it's the off season is it can be dull you know some days there's a lot to talk about and other days it's kind of just us just trying to create some content and that's what some of these ice cold hot takes are it's we're kind of grasping at straws of something that uh, we think is plausible and 
and obviously like Armin mentioned we're going against the grain that's what makes it hot and um it's kind of fun to see that you know even even when we're still trying to figure out some of these these spicy takes we're still finding a little bit of success but uh it's one of my favorite parts last year was rapid fire it seemed like our ice cold hot takes took 35 minutes because we all we all threw one out there but I kind of like this idea where we can kind of bounce our ideas off each other after somebody shares their ice cold hot take but um that's going to do it everybody for episode number 50 uh we're halfway there to the big one zero zero which uh which is going to come just as quick as I think these first 50 did. So um, obviously a big thank you to 22 Fresh. Uh, like I said, if you want to really capitalize on the opportunity, they've got the clearance sale on right now, but you can also utilize uh, something that's not on the clearance by going to get the 306 FFB 15 promo code. So big thank you to 22 Fresh. Uh, check them out at 22fresh.com. And on behalf of Armin, Zach, and myself and the 306 Fantasy Football community, thank you very much for listening. Take care, everybody. And uh, let's talk soon.